Hello, this is Will Blaine, author of the short story series, Wildly Inappropriate Stories for Children. Check out my newest releases at www.amazon.com slash author slash Will Blaine. The first story in the series, Wildly Inappropriate Stories for Children, is available now in ebook format. It is called Vlad and the Vast Beach. Follow Vlad on an extraordinary adventure when he wanders away from his mother during a day at the beach. Get a bird's eye view as he meets new friends, gets in and out of trouble, and ultimately learns three valuable lessons that make every life more enjoyable. The second story in the series is coming soon. It's called Sticky Fingers from Jam. Wonder what that's about. Follow my Instagram page at Curious Mind of Will for upcoming events, sneak peeks, and content releases. That's Curious Mind of Will on Instagram. Have you ever listened to a piece of music that put chills down your back? Made the hairs on the back of your neck stand up? Made you stop what you were doing and go into a deep thought? It's a crazy thing about music. It's so powerful and it triggers senses that other things may not trigger, may not make you feel a certain way. The music that's playing in the background right now is my guest today. I stumbled across this video on YouTube. Warren Oya is a cellist, a teacher, a father, and an all-around amazing dude. Uh, while we talk about all those things, we also touch on what I think is a very important subject this week. Star Wars. Star Wars... I think is being talked about around the world because of the date, May 4th and May 5th fall on this week in particular. So I don't, I didn't really plan for that, but it just happened and I couldn't be any happier with that. So yeah, Warren Oya is a phenomenal guest. So without further ado, here is Warren Oya. She uh, she rarely naps um, anymore, so she ran in, into the bedroom and just kind of sat on my lap, and I rocked her, and she passed out. And I thought, man, this is really weird, but I'll take advantage of it. And I, I got to lay down for an hour. It was kind of awesome. <laughs> it was fate. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, they they don't go down to sleep every night, um, or not every night, uh, every day, but they tend to go down better. Like when I read them a book before bed mm -hmm. and they were really stubborn at first cause we weren't good about putting them down for a nap. Um, but once I got them into like the whole ritual of like taking them to bed and we read like an Arthur book mm -hmm. and, uh, then they're, they're cool with it because they get to read the book beforehand and they stay pretty focused while you read it. Yeah. They love reading. They, That's they, awesome. uh, yeah. Sometimes I have them like finish the sentences cause we read the same book several times right. over so that kind of keeps them engaged did, did you have to rock them to sleep at night at any point not so much i think the fact that there are two of them the other one kind of uh comforted the other but i mean when they were real young we had to do that they would they would sleep better if i held them for a bit and then i would just gently put them down once they were out our daughter went through a phase where we had a rocker she'd say rock me please or like uh stand up and rock and every night I would put on uh, 
there's just different lullabies for you to play, but there's this uh-huh. um, composer, uh, uh, man, now I cannot think of, Sparrow Sleeps, that they redo, um, like, Green Day, and they redo oh, cool. uh, Blink-182, and just a bunch of, like, kind of modern rock we kind of got in the rhythm of listening to, and, and she still listens to it to this day, sometimes before she goes to sleep. Well, that's great. Is, yeah. So is it specifically, does it, is it kind of, like, calming versions yes. of their songs it's all uh like xylophone or or piano um i think there's some that do uh stringed instruments as well yeah i love how how um we kind of find ways to like infiltrate our own interests into their yes. lives like uh yes we made a pokemon video with them uh and that was kind of selfish in a little way because my <laughs> wife and i grew up with pokemon and loved pokemon right so we're trying to like expose them to all the stuff that we had in our childhood so we can kind of relive our childhood with them yeah yeah it's just it's so special and and i mean personally i think it's important to kind of have them connect with you that way just kind of yeah. like this is what i grew up with i loved it maybe you'll love it as well and just kind mm-hmm. of watch them uh, see if they kind of take that interest yeah. Which leads me to your music. You playing the cello. How how long uh, have you been playing cello? Uh, let's see. I think I've been playing for 17 years now. Yeah, because I started when I was 12, and I'm 29 now. Do you play anything else? Uh, I play at a very remedial level of violin, because I, okay. I played it for about four years before I started playing cello. And I teach beginning violin students. Uh, and that's about as far as my violin playing goes, but not much else. I, I did a little bit of piano in college, uh, and discovered how difficult it was and Mm -hmm. gave up quickly. Did as much as I had to with, with the piano classes. Just to get by with it. Yeah. Did your parents have any kind of influence with you wanting to learn the cello or, or how did you come across the cello and decide like, this is it, this is the instrument that I want to learn? For sure, uh, it was my mom who really pushed all of us. It, it was kind of a requirement. By the way, I'm from a family of ten. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so I was number eight. I was the eighth born, and my mom also homeschooled us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had ten kids because they had very deep religious beliefs mm-hmm. about uh, birth control. Stuff that I'm not, I don't really stand by anymore. I'm not particularly okay. religious. Um, but my mom always regretted that she didn't do more with the violin because she played the violin in high school. And I think it was her way of kind of uh, living through us as having us take these private lessons, even though they, it was kind of expensive for us because uh, my dad didn't he didn't make a whole lot of money. Uh-huh. And with 10 kids, it's that's gets pretty expensive. Yeah. But this oh. was important enough to my mom that my dad was like, OK, we'll spend the money on it. And uh, it stuck. I was going to say, that it seems like it was money uh, well spent because just listening to uh, you play, man, you you have such amazing experience and talent when it comes to playing that. that well, just thank you. Incredible. And I knew the minute that I that I heard you playing uh, the Imperial March, I was like, I need to, I need to talk to this guy. <laughs> There's another thing from my childhood that I'm, yeah. I'm uh, inflicting on them. <laughs> So, you are a big Star Wars fan? I am. I'm I'm a huge Star Wars fan. What did you think of Rise of Skywalker as a Star Wars fan? Because I, I have friends that absolutely loved it, and I have friends yeah. that absolutely hated it. Yeah, it was pretty polarizing. I didn't like it. I, I thought it was really contrived, uh, 
there was like all kinds of stuff that was just kind of pulled out of nowhere uh, mm-hmm. as a convenience to the plot. And I know that Star Wars isn't, um, it's not famous for like the most solid plots on Earth, but I just think that they went too far with it. Maybe that's me just um, already deciding that I didn't like it, but I was excited about it. I was looking forward to it. Do you uh, kind of extend out into the Star Wars extended universe? Do you watch, you know, Mandalorian or? Yeah, I love okay. the Mandalorian. I thought that was great. Yes, it, probably one of my favorite series of all time. Currently, it it was so well done. Yeah, and the music for that is really good too. I love that they uh, they didn't um, try to sound too much like John Williams. Mm-hmm. There's uh there's kind of the, the John Williams flair in there, but it's very much its own thing. Yeah, so I guess I've heard that they're also doing a Kenobi series. Do you have any expectations for that series? Um, I'm going to watch it. Like, I got Disney Plus as soon as it came out. Right. Uh, I was, and it was for The Mandalorian. Right. I don't, I'm just paying, like, uh, seven bucks a month for not watching much. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. And I don't know, do you know who's, um, who's kind of leading that? Uh, I do not know. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, you know, I've kept up with it. I definitely enjoyed watching it growing up. And then recently I just went through the, the entire like Star Wars saga for, before Rise of the Skywalker came out. Cause I've never done that before. Yeah. I do know that I haven't seen enough material with Kenobi in it that I am interested in seeing this series coming out. I mean, for me, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi was like one of my favorite characters as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though the prequels weren't very good, they, I was a kid when they came out. Same. And they were kind of awesome to me, yeah, uh, because of that. Yeah. So Obi Wan Kenobi was was like probably my favorite character from the prequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stood by that I loved um, Attack of the Clones for so long. Re- when I rewatched it during the saga, I just it's not it wasn't that good. No, I, I think it's the worst of all of them. I mean, yeah. in my opinion. And I don't know because as a kid, maybe I, I loved the the gladiator arena scene with the monsters uh-huh. and seeing that as a kid, I thought that was awesome, but that's the only memory that I had of it. And I thought, you know, that was cool, but now going back and rewatching it, it is, it really is yeah. not good at all. But now they have so many great memes for the, yes. uh, the prequels. Yes. <laughs> like that's some of the mess, <laughs> the best uh, meme content I've seen in my life. Yeah. Oh, uh, incredible. Before we get off of the Star Wars subject here, if there was one job in the Star Wars universe that you could uh, take or be, what would that be? Hmm. And you can think about it. You take a minute to think about it. Um, if, if you were a character, if you were... Uh, well, let's so- see. If, if I were plot-proof and nobody could kill me, mm-hmm. um, I would probably want to be a smuggler. Because I okay. think Han Solo is always like my number one character that I wanted to be as a kid. I think that he lived an exciting life. Yeah, it, it's like it's a cliche. I think everybody wants to be Han Solo, but it's a good pick. I mean, um, I think that he probably lived one of the more exciting lives throughout the saga with everything that he got into. Yeah, going back to your video that I saw on Instagram, you playing the Imperial March and and. The twins, they're going at it on their cellos as well. Do you see that they they have an interest in in those kind of things, such as Star Wars? You mentioned Pokemon. Um, after, you know, kind of 
playing the music in front of them after getting them involved with uh, Pokemon as well? Do you see them actually taking a gen- genuine interest at such a young age right now? Yeah, they, I mean, they ask me to play Star Wars sometimes, like the, uh, <laughs> the main theme, which, like, makes my heart leap for joy. Yeah. I'm always happy to uh, to accommodate that. And then they also recognize a lot of the characters from Star Wars. Like, we have, like, a toy R2-D2, like, Boppet-like toy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they like, go to the toy, and they're like, R2-D2. And then I have that Chewbacca mask that roars when you open your <laughs> mouth, which they're actually terrified of. They're, like, inter- yeah. interested and terrified at the same time. So, like, I don't... I don't believe in like corporal punishment at all. I don't spank or anything, but right. when they, I really need them to like sit down or do something that I need. I, <laughs> I tell them that I'm going to put the Chewbacca mask on <laughs> and it works pretty much every time they do not want to see me with the Chewbacca mask on. So. Yeah, that I I've seen that. I think that, uh, there's some popular video on YouTube of some woman wearing it. Yeah. The, uh, the Chewbacca mom. Yeah. yeah, actually, even and, watching that video, they become terrified. Like mm-hmm. when she start, when she puts it on, they they uh, become really scared of it. She she almost goes into some kind of episode of mania just because she can't. Uh, just seems like she can't stop laughing at it, yeah at the whole situation. But that's that's really cool. And I'm sure by the looks of it, your your wife also adds to the quote unquote nerdism of yeah for sure. The, the the lifestyle that you guys live, which is definitely a treat that you all are on the same level as that, and, and she supports that. Yeah, I think she it's hard to... she She's not, like, a huge Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. so it's hard to get her to sit down and watch the Star Wars movies, but she has before. And uh, that's always, like, a happy moment for me. Has she watched it before you all got together? I know she had seen some of them, mm-hmm. but, you know, she can't put a name to the movie like if she sees one of the movies playing she knows it's Mm -hmm. a star wars movie but she doesn't know which one it is so my wife the first star wars movie that she saw was rogue one rogue one uh, was good it was it was very good and her exact words coming out of the theater was there's a lot of war in that movie (laughs) yeah yeah you you can go ahead and laugh i uh (laughs) so she's not that's 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 Star Wars. I mean, that's the point of the movie, but that's the, it's in the name Warriors. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had a good chuckle at that. It was yeah, that was her first Star Wars movie. She went and saw Rise of the Skywalker with me, which was uh, mm-hmm. a good treat. And that was the first. No, that was the second movie that my daughter went to go sh- see. She wanted to go see it with me. I had no plans of taking her, but she wanted to go see it, and she sat through the whole thing and watched it, which absolutely just I don't know, give me butterflies. Just made me. F- feels yeah. so good and i got a good picture of her she was so focused whenever um uh it was towards the end of the movie whenever ray and kylo were against uh, the emperor which spoiler alert it's been out long enough I yeah I, I just i love how things like star wars have made a comeback things like comic books have made a comeback and and almost nerd culture is just making a comeback in itself and we're seeing it incorporated in lots of different forms of media. And, and I totally appreciate how you incorporate that into your music and how uh, it's kind of being brought into your child's life and, and they're being influenced by that as well. That's just such a cool thing to see. And, and it's like partly for my own selfish reasons too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the time that we're living in right now, while it's it's a sad time in in history with the virus mm-hmm. breaking out and everybody being you know stuck at home, people obviously being affected by the virus personally, but 
to be at, at home, I've been at home way more than I normally am. I've been uh, furloughed from work, so I'm home every day right now. Mm-hmm. It's just made bonding time with my daughter so much more better and, and just uh, time that I don't think that I would have ever gotten with her if it weren't, weren't for the situation. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's definitely like a silver lining to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, like... There was that the uh, the spending more time with my family, mm-hmm. with my my Instagram account in particular. I thought like this is a really good opportunity to kind of bring a lot of uh, joy and like laughter to people, yes. because a lot of people are feeling I think very darkly about what's going on yeah. right now, and uh, I think whatever you can do to kind of lighten the mood. Um, I think that toddlers are great at doing that because they have no clue what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. Every day is pretty much just another day, like a new day to them. They they're so in the moment. They they really live in the moment, which is uh, great. Do you think that they can also sense kind of your feelings and your emotions of what's going on? I mean, you could be sitting at home and worrying the whole time, watching the news and just kind uh-huh. of being stressed out by it, or you could. Well, I don't. I mean, personally, I don't watch the news too much, but as far as uh, them sensing my mood, there have been times when I've been more down and and Mm -hmm. more sad, and they're they're actually a lot more affectionate during that time. They seem like they they worry about how I'm doing, and they give me more hugs, and (laughs) I think they notice, they might notice that I'm not paying as much attention to them, and maybe that's why they like, oh, we need to start making up (laughs) for for all of this, like lost attention yeah oh that's adorable yeah it's great i mean it's it's wonderful to have kids when when you're emotionally down Mm -hmm. unless they uh are like demanding something uh that you can't give them (laughs) that's like the toughest are they uh full of energy are they the kind of kids that you know wake up in the morning with 100 percent energy and go to sleep at with 100 percent energy i would say so they're always super excited when I come to their room to get them up. I don't. I have them uh, gated off in their room mm-hmm. just so they won't get up in the middle of the night and uh, Wander around. start messing with stuff downstairs. Yeah. So they always seem really excited to see me. They always give me a hug every morning. They are excited basically just to get started with their day and play. I mean, they do a lot of playing. They do a little bit of school. We had them at a preschool. Uh, we do like zoom sessions with some of their teachers mm-hmm. for like 15 minutes a day. But yeah, mostly they're just playing, having fun. Yeah. It's kind of awesome. That is, that is awesome. With them being here now and, uh, you said they're just about, to, they're getting ready to turn three. Yep. H- how has having kids affected your time playing the cello? Has it made you, you know, reschedule some of the time that you practice and the time that you play or, has it really not affected it much at all? Or have you been able to incorporate your time playing while playing with the kids as well? Um, some of some of a little bit of both. First, I'll talk about the, the positive effects, I guess. Okay. Um, I think because I don't have as much time to practice uh, with kids, uh, it's been it's made me a lot more careful about the ways that I practice mm-hmm. uh, because it's when you practice your instrument, it's really easy to practice in a way that's not very productive. Uh, it's like anything like you can exercise and not really get much from the exercise that you do uh, if you're not if you don't have the proper form right. um, and if you're not 
doing it in an organized way. Uh, but I think it's it's made me kind of uh, cherish the time that I do have to practice and make that practice time count a lot more. Uh, and I actually, I think about how I'm going to practice when I'm practicing and, like, what I'm going to improve and, like, exactly what I'm going to do to improve uh, to improve some, it, like, some part of my playing uh, with whatever piece I'm working on. Uh, or if there's just a goal that I've set for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it definitely has taken a lot of time from my practice. And I think it's it's not quite as much anymore, but at the beginning for sure, because um, I couldn't practice at all without without them like pulling books off shelves mm-hmm. and also doing something like climbing on top of the piano and like being worried that they're they're gonna just do something to kill themselves the right. whole time. Plus, uh, my instrument's expensive, so I don't uh, like them to be like roughhousing around mm-hmm. my instrument. Uh, I trust them a little bit more now. I think that they have a better understanding that my cello is something that is very special and that they shouldn't touch it unless I let them. Mm-hmm. Based on what you just said, what do you... Uh... I guess maybe per week, how about how many hours do you put into playing or uh, is it more of a daily thing? Do you do it every day? Is it every other day that you play? So I try to get some playing and uh, practicing in every day. Uh, It's a good day, I think, if I get two hours of practice in, uh, but that doesn't happen a lot of the time. Before I had kids, uh, I was practicing probably like four or five hours a day. Um, but with kids, you have to just, um, you can't do it all the time. Like you don't have all that time to yourself. And then also not only that, but you're also married and you want to spend some time with your wife too. So it's, there's a lot of different things to juggle around. Which she also plays too, correct? Yeah. So she's a, she's a pianist mainly, but she also sings and then she also plays violas. You probably saw in that video. Right. Do, do you guys ever, uh, I mean, outside of the house, do you guys ever do little gigs or do you record together or, um, or is it mostly just kind of jamming out together in the house? Yeah. I mean, we've done a lot of gigs together, uh, and I wish that we performed together more, but before the, um, the COVID-19, mm-hmm. uh, became bigger, uh, she was had she had a very busy schedule like accompanying other musicians because mm-hmm. uh, I was that's primarily what she did she was a, an accompanist so she would accompany students and then she would accompany professionals at some things and her schedule was so busy that she barely had any time to do anything with me and I think when she did have the time she was so tired of that work that uh, you right. know didn't seem like something enjoyable to do. Uh, with the two of us. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, uh, you know, you go, go to work your day job, you come home. The last thing you really want to do is more work of what you've been doing. Yeah. And sometimes she does. She wants to, uh, sometimes she likes to have like little sight reading sessions with me mm-hmm. and she can like smoke my, for, I don't know <laughs> if I can say that. Yeah, you're but, fine. But she can, uh, she totally smokes me at sight reading. Uh, she's, I guess she was 
hyperlexic uh, when she was younger, so that's when you like learn to read early on. Mm-hmm. And um, I think she could read when she was about two. So I guess those uh, those wow. information processing skills uh, also work pretty well. Like if you're reading music. So yeah, it's just not fair. Whenever we're sight reading together, I just like I don't want to do this anymore. Like this not, is yeah. this is like looks too easy for you, and I'm like struggling, and hurts my pride. <laughs> it's, it's it's nice if you just step away from it, man. Just <laughs> yeah, just step away. Well, awesome. So if if I could direct my listeners to something. Uh, that you've done, if there's one thing that you would want them to listen to or check out, whether it's on Instagram or YouTube, what would you tell them to go look at? Uh, you know, I, we talked about star Wars quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. so I think one of the things that I'm the most proud of is a cover that I did of the tie fighter attack mm-hmm. from a new hope. And uh, that's that video is pretty short. It's probably about a minute, minute and a half, and it's on my YouTube channel. The whole okay. thing is. So if you just look up my name, Warren Oja, maybe Tie Fighter Attack, uh, you'll be able to find it pretty easily. I, okay, I'll uh, actually. You know what? I'll put it in the show notes. So all they have to do is click on the link, and it'll take it right to it. Oh, awesome! Um, Warren, it's been a pleasure having you on here. Is there? Uh, not is there? Um, Actually, yeah. Is there any social links that you want to? Um... Uh, sure. Like, uh, like a links to my, uh, like social media channels. Uh, yeah. Well, let me read you that real quick. Uh, okay. Warren, it's been a pleasure having you on here. Where can listeners find you on the interwebs? So I have. I'm pretty active on. Uh, some social media uh, mediums. Uh, So if you want to look me up on Facebook, my Facebook page is named Warren Oja Cellist. So if you just type that into the browser, you'll find me. Uh, Then on my Instagram channel, uh, my name is just Warren Oja. So those two names. I know I told you that my last name was said like, oh yeah, and now I'm saying Oja. (laughs) Because that's how I'm used to it. But that's how what the right pronunciation is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I still say Oja. So if you want to do that, you can too. All right. All right. Well, uh, yeah, man, it's been a pleasure having you on here. Uh, I will put your information in the show notes so everybody can check you out and uh, hopefully we can get you back on in the future and just catch up. Yeah, that sounds great. All right. Yeah. Thanks for being a great host. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate that. I cannot express how thankful I am, Warren, for you coming on to Parent Quest. Um, it was truly an amazing chat. Such a low-key, laid-back dude, and I greatly appreciate our conversation. The music, again, that you're hearing right now is Warren playing uh, TIE Fighter Attack. And as you can tell, he absolutely nailed it. Again, Warren, thank you very much. Now, thank you, listeners, for stopping by and listening to another week's episode of Parent Quest. Um, Some big things are happening. 
we are 38 weeks pregnant currently as I am saying this and it's possible by the time next week's episode is out I will have another kid good thing is is I've got a couple episodes queued in my backlog ready to roll so uh, uh, hopefully you'll be hearing those within the next couple weeks as well thank you very much from the bottom of my heart stay safe watch out for the hornet Asian hornets or the murder hornets whatever you want to call it and uh, I can successfully say that this week's episode of Parent Quest has been completed